0: Hello and welcome back to Big Lizards League and all rugby league experience. Welcome to the first ever edition of the round preview. The round preview with the short ball. I'm honestly really excited to kick this one off. It is round three. We are starting this series off a little bit late. We've had some technical issues. There's been a bunch of things that have gone wrong, so we've had to start it off a bit late. But I want to thank the short ball for having me on. We take a really, really deep dive into all of the games this week, our score predictions and what we think of the teams. Not necessarily lineups. We do go through some key players and some matchups in those sides as well. It'll be a very big week for the halves, but we'll get into all of that a little bit down the track. It is a long potty, so make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. For the corner. Over. James Big
1: Les's Hey everyone, welcome back to our uh, round preview. We've got Big Les with us, and uh, we're going to be going into all the games for this round, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on the last couple of weeks of footy. I you know we haven't we haven't done round one and round two. Round one, we know we know the issues that happened there. Um, and round two, yeah, we just couldn't get around to it. But here we are, round three preview, essentially our season preview as well. First one knock off the rank. But firstly, Les, how are
0: you, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, just re- recovering from the footy on the weekend. Um, not even just the NRL, but myself as well. Uh, got Ooh. out there, ripped and teared, uh, and just sort of recovering from that. But, some big um, hit-ups off the back fence. Oh, some big hit-ups off the back fence. i tell you that for free. <laughs> as the front rower, he takes no prisoners. Um, but, yeah, really good rounds of footy, round one and two. I thought it was a really good insight into the teams, but the teams you wouldn't expect to win one. So crazy rounds of footy.
1: Yeah, no, the first two rounds have been bizarre. My tipping has absolutely struggled. My super coach has struggled, and I'm struggling, in all honesty.
0: Mm. Um, first week was four out of eight. Second week, I got six out of eight, only just. Um, so I'm getting there. I'm getting I, back to it. I, I think
1: I went three out of eight, then followed by a four out of eight. I'm battling. I'm absolutely you're battling. I mean, battlin'. the loss. But, yeah, I feel so – I feel
0: for some rough calls. I thought after round one, you got to just get some really rough out there calls yeah. and just see how you go. And, yeah, six out of eight. So, I'm pulling through. I'm pulling through. I've learned from my yeah. mistakes, and I'm pushing through.
1: I'm hoping I've learned a little bit this week. Um I've gone right through and just analysed everything that I could, but probably doesn't work for me again this week. Um, and I feel you. I feel your pain. I played played my first game of footy in four years on Sunday. My first trial match. How'd you go? How'd you go? I went. I went shit. <laughs> the, um, nah. So first, first third of the game. Oh come on! I'm playing in the halves. I'm mm. um, defending, and we just defend, and we just battling defending our own line for the whole third. I'm like, this is absolute torture. Why did I come back? Then the second third, I come back on. So I got I got dragged because I'm having an absolute Barry Crocker in in the yeah. uh, defensive line. Come back on as lock, take me first, hit up, run into the line, get on elbows and knees. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Like I'm back. Like this is this is what I love about footy. And the next run, I take it up just as hard, but I decide to run at the biggest bloke in the field. He crunched me, and then his mate come third minute and hit me under the ribs, and I'm like,
0: yeah. Oh, you'd I feel know. that one. You'd feel that one. That stinks. Well, I'll go one better. I got kicked in the face, so <laughs> I'm, carrying over, I'm carrying over the black eye. I look like I've dead. been in a street fight. Um, I've told all my teachers I was in a street fight because I was just sick of everyone asking, and, yeah. you know, I, I look the part. I honestly look the part. Um, too much respect yeah, just,
1: for these blokes playing NRL. It's hard yakka. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is, I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, oh, we're, so we'll, we're
0: young and here we are getting fucking hammered. <laughs> yeah,
1: 100%. Nah, so we'll head off into our first game now. Dragons and Sharks played in Wollongong at 05 on a Thursday night. Uh, the, the It's a it's a local derby, as you can call it. Um, Pretty big rivalry uh, down south there. I'm not going to go through the team list, but we will talk about a few key matchups. And my first key matchup is Tyrell Sloan and William Kennedy. Tyrell Sloan, I've, I've thought, has been really impressive uh, to start his career. Um, he can find the line, this bloke. And I, I, I think... I, I had my doubts over the Dragons at the start of the year. I thought their young uh, spine and... Um, their reliance on that sort of uh, young, those young players like yeah, Junior Amonese, uh, Tyrell Sloan's might, might have them in a little bit of trouble, but you know, they've, they've started really well um, as they did last year though. So I'm not reading too much into it, but I, I think uh, they have started well. And, that, and these young blokes have played really well. And then William Kennedy, obviously I thought he was sensational against us uh, para last week. And I thought round one, he was all right. Um. And I think he's he's really found his own at the Sharks here. What are your thoughts on this game?
0: Oh, I do like the matchup of Tyros and Will Kennedy. I think Sloan uh, is going to be so deadly out the back there for the Dragons. They have a really interesting side. The one that really catches my eye is Moses Zembai at nine. Obviously, McCulloch is out. Um, I think it's a Moses injury. I could be totally wrong. Um, but Moses Zembai is in there at nine. Uh, And you've also got that Tower Mone-Ben Hunt uh, halves pairing that I'm really liking as well. I mean, that's a Grouse-Little halves pairing, and uh, that's really pushing this side forward. This is what's going to make the difference from the Dragons being a bottom eight and a top eight side is their halves pairing, and I think they're going really well and showing some good signs. Yeah, see, I I really
1: like Ben Hunt, right, but I thought – Last year, his performance was was really good. I didn't know if he had that same standard up to him to start this year. He well and truly has. Um, he's come out and started this year just as well as he started last year. I thought his performance performance against the Panthers was extremely underrated. Um, and Junior Amone, like he's he's a freak. He could be anything. This kid. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be really good, and I think this halves pairing sort of really suits each other. Ben Hunt, the older, the older head, just sort of settling down a little bit, and still has that, still has that skill. Um, and Junior Romano, he's he's a freak. Oh, I love watching him play. I think he'll be he'll be really good for the Dragons in the coming years. I think Ben Hunt will be uh, very uh, helpful towards his growth. I think the Sharks halves pairing. I had my doubts over the Sharks' Haas pairing as well. I've I've had massive raps over the Sharks over the whole uh, off season, but I just thought that the Haas pairing might be a little bit iffy to start the season. Nico Hines has been phenomenal. Uh, Matt Moylan looked good uh, up against Para as well. I thought he was really good. I I didn't think he was great against the Raiders, but uh, he definitely turned it on against Para. Nico Hines was phenomenal against Para, so I think that that Haas pairing is. Uh, doing a lot better than what I expected to. And I think the Sharks are going to be a very dangerous team to face this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the um the halves pairing for the Sharks has gone way better than anyone would have expected. And um I think it's the perfect mix. Now, at the start of the season, the thing that worried me about Hines and Moylan, I said it ages ago on a podcast before the season even started, that these guys were really off the cuff and this, I made this, I made this before, way before I saw the Indigenous game. And when I saw that Indigenous game, and how him and Albert and Nicholas Hines and Albert Kelly linked up, I changed my mind completely. He turned from this off the cuff fullback winger hooker. They stormed basically. They basically put him everywhere on the field. They he turned into this off the cuff footballer to this really structured half uh, that's really pulling his side forward. Uh, And then it's just the perfect mix for a guy like Moylan to come in and just play that off the cuff brand of footy. So I think that uh, Nicholas Hines, Nico Hines, uh, I'm not used to calling him Nicholas Hines, uh, but I think that Nico Hines, he's really uh, found his role here at the Sharks. He knows his role. He knows what he's doing over there. He's no, he knows what he's been brought there to do, and he's doing a really good job. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hines and Moylan. Stays the halves pairing for a majority of the season. I know they got Braden Trindle there on the bench, uh, but I reckon Moylan and, and Hines look really good, and it's going to be really hard for Trindle to earn his spot back.
1: Yeah, well, Touchwood, barring injury to Matt Moylan, I think these two got to stay the halves pairing for the rest of the year. Like, I just think they've been absolutely phenomenal. I've loved watching them. I didn't like watching them last week, but I have loved watching them in general. Um, as if I sat, if I sit there as a neutral footy fan, love watching them, but. I, I think this game isn't going to be won through the backs. I think it's going to be the forwards and the bench for the Sharks to get them over the top. Uh, I, I do think the Sharks win this. i got it winning 26-20. I think their forward pack is just a whole heap better than the Dragons. Like, that's not a, that's not uh, saying anything bad about the Dragons forward pack because the Dragons forward pack is actually re- looking really nice at the moment. But, geez, that, that's a scary list of names for the Sharks. Toby Rudolph, Braden Hamlin, Ueli. Britton Nakora, CSC for Talakai, and Balfanukin. And then off the bench, you just got this absolutely ridiculous bench of Aiden Tolman, Cameron McInnes, Braden Trindle, and Andrew Feeder. Tell me that's not scaring you if you're if you're the Dragons middles.
0: Mate, it's scaring me right now. It's scaring me right now. As a middle myself, if I all came up against that, I would be faking a hammy. Straight off the field. No questions about it. But when's the sharks
1: oh, when the sharks a- when's the sharks Rabideaus game? Say Big Les, Big Les. Oh, I don't
0: know. Big Les won't be making his debut that game. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> um, but look, oh, I still really like this uh, forward pack here from the Dragons. Francis Molo, oh, He's he's fifty fifty for me. I haven't seen enough of him. I saw a bit of him over at the Cowboys, but I just haven't seen enough of him to sort of really grasp an opinion. Uh, from what I saw from him at the at the at the Cowboys, he was quite good. Um, Blake Laurie, I thought, was sensational. Josh Kerr, he can have some really good games. Uh, Jackson Ford, last year he was playing some good games and even starting at lock at one stage. And then Gozowski as well for Manly last year was just, yeah, he was 50-50 as well. But most games he was playing really well. Uh, so it's not a bad Ford pack here from the Dragons at all. Obviously, you got Bird, who's been in some really, really good form over the past two weeks. And and, and Jaden Sewer here as well, he has been playing well. Tarek Sims is the key for me. Having Tarek Sims in this side uh, in their forwards is really going to be their go forward, especially with a guy like his experience. He's played Origin. uh, He knows what he's doing out there. He's going to be a real, real uh, leader in this side for me. And uh, just the team that they've got, it's full of leaders. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really close game.
1: I see this being an extremely close game. I found it tough to pick. I nearly picked the dragons just because my initial thought was sharks and my initial thoughts have been wrong all, all year so far. But um yeah, the dragons forward pack, like I said, it's not it's not a bad forward pack by any means. I actually really like it, but I just think the sharks, these sharks middles are just ridiculous. Like they're there's some big, big boys. So I've got I've only just got the sharks taken out, I think they'd take it out, but just based on out out out, out muscling them through the middle. Um, That's going to be the key, key difference. If, if dragons can get up over the top and overpower the sharks early, I'm going to be a little bit concerned about my tipping once again, but I do think that the sharks come out early and uh, with the right intensity and roll through the middle of the dragons, Uh, but they only just win. Like I said, 26, 20, what's your thoughts, Les?
0: I have it even closer than 26-20, mate. I have it – well, actually, that's not even closer. Uh, my maths is terrible. Uh, I do have it one try. Uh, I've got it 18-12. to 12. I think all I think all kicks land. 18-12 um, to 12 for me. I think last minute – this is going to be the better of the century here. Last-minute try there. I reckon Matt Moylan scores it. Last-minute try for the Sharkies to win the game. It will be 12-all. Uh, but last minute try there to get the sharkies the win for me.
1: Do you think all kicks are converted after Nico Hines' kicking performance last week?
0: <laughs> you better, you better hope so, is mate. It, is it, it is an eighteen twelve? He is want it an 18, another 18, Harry 12.
1: Grant. Is it an eighteen twelve four tries to two like it was last week?
0: <laughs> oh well, you, you just never know. And yeah, yeah as I sharks, said, the sharks, the sharks' kicking
1: does concern me. But like I said, I think they will score a lot. Well, they will do a lot of their good work through the middle. So it. it I think Nico Hines should have a few easy attempts. A few well, easier. A,
0: attempts. a guy, a guy that we haven't really mentioned here, um, who's been in some really good form and someone that people don't really think about, Blake Braley. Yeah, his yeah, service out of dummy half was sensational. He scored both in round one and round two. Tackle was sensational, and as I said, that service out of dummy half he gives his forwards, it makes it hard for them to knock on. So, yeah. Um, He's, he's fantastic. I think he's been really good. He's in my fantasy team as well, and he's getting me some good points, so I'm happy about that. Um, you, know what,
1: you know what I've really loved about Blake Braley to start this year? He's actually running the footy. He's just mm. – the last couple of years, he's just sort of struggled running the footy. This year, he's coming out, he's making the right decisions, and he's running the ball really well. So uh, I've really liked how Blake Brayley's come out to start this game. I'm glad you mentioned that now because his ball running has been phenomenal this year. But we will now move on to the next game. And um, if we were the Triple M Grill team from five years ago, it would be...
0: Oh, an, all-time, a- an
1: all-time classic matchup mm. in the West Tigers and New Zealand Warriors playing each other. Now, this one is hard to pick, not because both teams could win it, but because both teams could lose it. Now...
0: now yeah. I don't know. I think that the Warriors could definitely get the win here. They've got a pretty interesting side. Wade Egan's been in some great form. Curran. Fitless says he could play Odin this year.
1: Yeah, I um, saw that.
0: Josh Curran. Um, Cody Nicarima. Uh, that's what worries me because he wasn't in the side last week. He was playing four day in the week before and now he's the starting seven. Oh, I yeah. That's what really worries me about this. They don't really have a locked-in halves pairing, and that's where most teams last year went wrong. That's why most teams last year, um, most of these bottom eight teams, they didn't have a solid halves pairing that they kept throughout the year. You look at all the successful teams like Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, uh, Penrith Panthers, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, City Roosters this year. I reckon Sam Walker and Luke Carey will be the main halves for them. South, depending on if they keep Locklin Ilias in that seven-role, we'll talk about that all later. But you need to have a solid halves pairing, and that's what really gets you into the top eight. And I, yeah. I just don't know about the Warriors. Um, now, yeah, and they're coming up against the West Tigers. So oh, I don't after know. The last week, I just don't know. I don't
1: know what to make of the Warriors, if I'm, in, in all honesty. At the start of the year, I sort of thought that they were a 9-12 to 12 side. I thought that they may be on the fringe of the eight, and if they played their top quality footy, they could make the eight. But they just have not impressed me in the slightest to start of the year. I know they got beat by the Dragons 28-16 and what was a pretty a pretty good game, and it was pretty close up until that sort of last twenty minutes. And then um, what versus the Titans last week? I only just got beat, but that was an extremely sloppy game. I didn't I didn't see think either t- either team played necessarily well. And then you got the tigers on the other side of the coin who in week one gave their fans false hope as they usually do by going toe-to-toe with the storm only to eventually get beaten. And then played absolutely dreadful against the Knights. Um honestly, I I can only pick out very few shining lights out of the Tigers. That's Dane Laurie, Stefano Yutuikamanu, and Luciano Lelua. Apart from that, I I look at this side and I don't, I'm not filled with confidence. Um I know yeah. Jackson Hastings is suspended as well. He was one of their best throughout the first two games um, and in the trials as well. It, it It's not, it, this game is tough to pick, but I've, I've got to go the Warriors because Jackson Hastings being out, is a massive loss. And I think the Warriors are the better side on paper. It's just putting that performance together and getting up over the top of the other team, even if it is a close game. Um, I'd like to see the likes of Reese Walsh, Chanel Harris-DeVita step up, Cody Nicarima. I know he can step up. Wade Egan, I really like the look of of him. Um, If he can just sort of take that next step and become a little bit more consistent. But yeah, I've got the Warriors winning 24-12.
0: I've, look, and this might be a bit harsh on the West Tigers. I've actually got it being 24-6. I think they only score one try now. You said that Hastings is injured, right? Looking at the rest of this side, looking at the reserves, I look and, and just and just from the decisions that have been made about the Tigers this year, I think Peachy would probably go into that six role. Yeah, they've got the here. Madden so, so, probably comes into the fourteen or maybe vice versa. Um, yeah, but look, I'd. Is- the West Tigers confused me in the sense that they were beating the Melbourne storm in the first half of the first round. And then just, I wouldn't say dropped off, but the Melbourne storm do what the Melbourne storm does and just freaking come out and just obliterate teams uh, in those last sort of minutes. And then the next week, they just, they just really let me down because I was confused. I'm saying you, you're competing with the Melbourne storm, but you come up against the Newcastle Knights and and had put on a performance like that. But then again, Newcastle have been in some really interesting form as well uh, in the sense that they've come out and really shown us that they can compete with those top eight sides as well. So I don't know what to think of the West Tigers, but I do like the Warriors. On paper, they look like the better team, as you said. So I've got it being 24 to 6. I
1: actually like the Tigers in last week's game. I, I tipped them, and I tipped them on the basis that Yes, the Knights beat the Roosters, but the Knights scored all their tries off of Roosters' errors. Like you see those, um, that Jake Clifford try, and then I think Jake Clifford set up. Um, I can't remember who it was off the top of that, but those were both off errors and picking up loose ball. Um, so I just thought the Knights—they weren't. I didn't think they were all that impressive, despite actually beating one of the Premiership favourites. But. Um, then they come out and absolutely obliterated the Tigers. Now I don't know what the form guide is. Like I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Um, the Tigers, I think Tyron Peachy at the six. I don't like it. I said it last year as well, when Tyron Peachy was getting put into the six for the Titans, I did not like it then. I do not like it now. And because they have Jake Simpkin in the 17 as well, I don't think Madge is going to run with two utilities. I know he's, this is no knock on Madge as a coach, but Madge has been really reluctant to try new uh, new style of tactics, and uh, two utilities is one of those tactics uh, that coaches are now starting to implement. I don't think he's one of those guys. I think he just goes Torren Peachy straight into the six, and I think he brings on like Thomas McKayle or you know Alex Safarth in.
0: I have lost um, McKayle. I thought McKayle was impressive when he was playing off the bench for the for the Tigers. I thought he was quite yeah. impressive uh just taking some really tough carries. Stefano Utikamanu, I think if the West Tigers do put on a clinic in this game and we're wrong, I think it's going to be off the back of him, Brooksy, probably Dane Laurie. Um
1: yeah.
0: and Luciano. And Luciano can step up in big games. We've seen it. We've seen it happen. Luciano is a big one for me. He needs to yeah. step up in this game. Uticamanu Brooksy, uh, and yeah, as I said, um those guys really need to step up. Dane Laurie as well um, at that it, fullback role. I know he's a young bloke, but I would love to see him step up.
1: It's certainly going to be an interesting game to watch. And look, I, I hope both teams prove me wrong and come out and produce some really quality footy, but I just don't I don't see it being great. We move on now to probably what is, what I'd say, the biggest game of the round, the biggest game of the season. Surely
0: game of the round, surely. No, no, it's not
1: the it's not the match of the round actually, but um, oh. we'll get to we'll get to the match of the round later. Uh, right. um, Raptors okay. v. Roosters, um, and Latrol Mitchell versus Joseph Manu. That's going to be interesting to watch. Um, hopefully, they rip into each other. I would love to see that, but that's that's for the entertainment side of things. Um, look, Rabbitos, I don't I don't quite have a gauge on their form guide yet because they went one point from beating Storm, but that was, I said it at the time, like the worst game I think I've ever seen in footy for a long time and people absolutely abused me for it. And I go, boys, the completion rate's sitting at like 50% for both teams. They're giving away penalties left, right, and center. Just because it's a close game doesn't mean it's a good game. It was an entertaining game. I loved watching that last 10 minutes but it was poor, poor footy. I thought the Rabbitohs struggled to click until that last 10 minutes when they did start to tear apart the storm a little bit. But then their loss to the Broncos I thought was disappointing. Um, I know the Broncos looked good and the Broncos went on to look really good in beating the Bulldogs. But look, it's I, I, I don't know what to say about the Rabbitohs, to be honest, at this point. Like I said at the start of the year, I think they may struggle. I think they may even fall out of the eight. Um, I've ended up putting them in seventh. I just think their squad's too good for that. But, geez, they're not giving me great signs at the moment. What's your thoughts as a South fan?
0: Well, I said to you before we started recording, I've got so many circles on this page. It's more circles than on a dartboard. Um, it's just so many factors in this game that we've got to look out for. Latrell Mitchell, uh, I think, needs to have a big game. Uh, especially he needs to stand up like he did in the last 20 minutes. And it doesn't need to be in the last 20 minutes. It needs to be as soon as he walks on, steps up, plays some really good footy. Um, we, we've known from Latrell that he can sort of go in and out of game sometimes. I've found that in the, in the past two rounds, these opening rounds, he's sort of really started to get more involved, which I've loved. Uh, and we're really seeing to start to craft this fullback game um a very similar Greg Inglis type game to be honest uh which I'm really sort of loving there from the trail um Joseph Manu I reckon he needs to go ballistic in this game Just maybe score a few tries set up some as well um it looks like he's got Billy Smith on his edge so that one's going to be really interesting wasn't expecting him to go out to the wing up uh, at the halves, I reckon it's going to be a halves battle of the ages. Cody Walker and Ilias versus Sam Walker and Luke Keery. You've got two experienced heads in there, plus you've got two rookies that are coming through. It is really going to be a tough battle. It's almost even. Uh, we know that Sam Walker's obviously had last season to sort of uh, blood himself into the competition. Lachlan Ilias didn't really have that chance, played one or two games last season. But this is the game. That really, it's it's going to be a huge halves battle. It's also going to be a bit of a forwards battle, but more so just these halves going at it. Um, I think whoever has the more try assists wins the game. To be honest,
1: yeah. Look, it's going to be an interesting halves battle. I think Lachlan Ellis is going to be looking to bounce back, and I hope he does bounce back. He's in my bloody super coach side, and he's averaging twenty two for me. But that's, that's a story <laughs> some other day. Um, he will definitely be looking to bounce back. I know he came up with a few errors in that storm game. Um, Look, oh, it's tough. Like I said, it's tough to get a read on because James Tedesco in the first game was a little bit iffy, but then the second game he came out and he played really well against Manly. Uh, Latrell Mitchell came back and he sort of dipped in and out of that storm game. He came up with that. Clutch play at the end, but you forget that he missed three goals that would have allowed him to take the lead in the first place. Um, Yeah, Cody Walker, he created lots of opportunity down that left edge that his wingers couldn't ice, which usually the wingers would be in the perfect position for that. It's... I really like the Roosters this year as well, but their loss to the Knights was disappointing. Their win against Manly was impressive, but I don't know what Roosters is going to turn up this week. Is it the Roosters that complete at sixty percent and just get absolutely bashed, or is it the Roosters that complete at eighty-five percent and absolutely towel up good sides? Like it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, Angus Crichton coming off the bench is one that I'm a little bit uh, weary on. Yeah, I had
0: that written down too. Yeah, do you want me to be controversial? Yep. Connor Watson, oh, I don't, I don't like him at nine. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him at nine. I like him at fourteen. I actually like Drew at nine. The, what he did at nine last week when he started there was just sensational. He had decent service, but it wasn't even about that. The running game he had and the strength he had at nine there, he scored the first try in that game as well. Uh, but not even about that. It just, he just looked good there. Yeah. And he looked like he knew his role there. Whereas I think. Connor Watson's sort of one of those guys that you chuck rather than putting him at nine where he's sort of caged in, you put he him at 13. Him yeah, you put him at 13 and you just let him go. You take off Radley for a quick stint or even chuck Radley in the front row and you just let Connor Watson rip and tear. You just let him go. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's a nine. I think he's a 14 and he's a really good 14 in our competition and I feel like as I said, at nine, he's sort of caged up into just doing specific things. Whereas I think if he came on as a roaming 13 or came on even as a roaming front rower, that he could just, you know, he could do some great things there for the Roosters. Um, Another thing about Connor Watson as well, I think what Connor Watson offers to the team, Sam Walker also offers to the team in terms of ball playing, in terms of the instinctive football, I think it's very similar. Um, Look, and that's just my opinion. I know some people might disagree with that, uh, but I think Connor Watson, as I said, better 14 than a nine. I'd even chuck Giroux at nine, just how he looked last week and started off that game. I think he played well there. I don't hate that because
1: I don't think Connor Watson's a nine. Um, I think Connor Watson can get through a whole lot of work. I think Mm. um, he's really good just playing through the middle and just doing whatever he likes with the footy. Um, That's why I like him at lock. But obviously, Victor Radley being there means that he can't play that position. Um, I don't mind that call: Drew Hutchinson the nine, Connor Watson the fourteen. Uh, but I, I, I just don't see Trent Robinson doing that at all. Um,
0: oh, I don't think that Connor will be starting at nine at uh, thirteen. I don't think that at all. Uh, fourteen is where I think he'd come on. You don't even need to take Radley off. You can chuck him in yeah, the front row yeah. if you wanted to. Uh, Connor Watson and just say you're going to be a roaming. You're going to be a roaming forward. Ball playing and, and, and work in the middle is what we want you to do. Um, like, yeah, you don't even need to put a name on it. You just put him on the field and say, go and take one of your forwards off. That's what I think yeah. Connor Watson would be really good That's
1: that's, that, that's Connor Watson's role and that's how he played his absolute best at the Knights. And I thought he was really impressive for the Knights. Um, uh, talking back onto the Rabbitohs now, I think Cameron Murray is going to be the key. Um if Rabidos are going to win this game, it's going to be off the back of Cameron Murray because he's he just sort of he's just sort of the anchor to their team. Whatever, if he's playing well, the team's playing well, if he's not playing well, uh, the team seems to be a little bit slow, a little bit sluggish, not being able to get through um, get through their sets or, or create open space uh, like they usually would. In saying that, I do think the Roosters will dominate this game, and I think that I've got the Roosters winning twenty six to eight. Um, yeah, I just I'm not I'm not impressed by the Rabbitohs at the moment. I think if the Roosters turn up and complete, uh, they should be able to put the cleaners with the Rabbitohs.
0: Now, Cameron Murray had a great game last week. Defensively, he was outstanding. The amount of tackles that him and Damien Cook wrapped up was unbelievable. Now, Damien Cook was a very very interesting topic. Last, uh, at the end of last week and the start of this week as well, I put him in my team of the week uh, over Harry Grant and I had Harry Grant on the bench and I got so much shit for it. And I know I should have started Harry Grant, I should have started Harry Grant and had Damien Cook off the bench. Um, however,
1: no, no, Rabado's bias.
0: I and well, maybe a little, but um, <laughs> I just thought that his defensive effort. And look, he didn't have the best game. He didn't score 100 tries and, and scooted at a dummy half as much as he did. But he understood the fact that, okay, we're versing the Melbourne Storm here. They're going to be coming at us through the middle. Oh, my defense needs to be spot on. Worry about all the other stuff later, but I need to really work on my defense in the middle. And him and Cameron Murray defensively put on an absolute clinic. So I have big raps on Damien Cook defensively this week. Uh, I reckon him and Cameron Murray could put a really good defensive job on. Cameron Murray as well, I agree. I reckon if they do win this game, it'll be the back off pretty much the spine, being Latrell, Cody Walker, Elias, Cook, and Cam Murray. I think they'll all have a big impact on this game.
1: What have you got the score being, mate?
0: I've got the score to be 30-12. to 12. I've got it the Roosters' way.
1: That's got to hurt I uh,
0: know. Yeah. It hurts me to tip against my bunnies. Um, but I do think that the Roosters grab the win here just – on the side on paper is just yeah, hard to yeah. beat. Um, and, yeah, I think Sam Walker is just going to, again, put on another clinic like he did last week. Tupanua was outstanding as well. We didn't mention him, but he was unreal. Radley's service and, and, his, and his sets where he was spreading the ball and and, and passing uh, I thought was really impressive. Um, I thought he's, he's in some superb form. Victor Radley, I reckon he makes his origin debut. Um, but I think it's 30 to 12 there. I think the South South Sydney Rabbitohs will start off well. I reckon the South will grab those first two tries and then Roosters will come out and just absolutely tear us apart. And that'll be 30 to 12. Yep.
1: Um, we'll move on to the next game now. The first game, of Super Saturday, uh, played at Bathurst, Panthers versus Knights. Um, when I first looked at this game, I thought Penrith should put the cleaners through the Knights. Um, uh, some some people came out to me and said, "Oh, I think the Knights will beat them. I think Knights are in better form and all that sort of stuff." But I was sort of sitting there, scratching my head, going, "How can you? How can you say that?" Um, I think this is the t- the two teams in the best form right now as we speak. The the two strongest starters to the season that reflects with where they are on the ladder. It, uh, w- when I said I first thought that Panthers should be putting the cleaners through them. When I looked at these team lists, I thought to myself, this is going to be closer than I first thought. Um, the Panthers game against the Dragons last week, they allowed Dragons to just get back into it, and, and Panthers didn't really ice that game like they usually would. Um, and the, the team list isn't looking – like, it's still a – don't get me wrong, it's still a top-notch team list for the Panthers, but – I'm comparing it to the Knights side, and I'm saying you know, there's not too much there's not too much difference here because the Knights are full strength, and obviously the Panthers are missing the likes of the likes of Cleary, the likes of To'o, um, they're missing a few guys off the bench. Like the, it, it, it's it's going to be a lot closer than I first thought. The Knights side is extremely impressive at the moment. Jacob Saifedi, Daniel Saifedi, Tyson Frizell, Mitchell Barnett, Kurt Mann, brilliant forward pack. Chris Randall's been solid out of hooker. Bradman Best, he's been getting early ball, so he's been looking extremely dominating. Dane Gagai has been extremely impressive with Knights Colors on. Um, And Caelan Pong is back. Jake Clifford is leading Dallian points. He's been put up two-man-of-the-match performances and looked phenomenal. Very close game. What are
0: your thoughts? Look, this one, I couldn't decide unless I had a gun to my head, to be honest, who is going to win this game. And if I told you that this game was going to be close before the season started, you'd laugh at me. You'd laugh at me because I had the Knights at Wooden Spoon and I and I just want to apologise to all those Knight fans out there. Um, I'm not going to
1: apologise yet.
0: <laughs> well, I, I definitely am. I've they been could,
1: shocked. They could lose 23 on the trough.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I've basically had this shit thrown back in my face um, when I've been talking about the Knights and the Wooden Spoon uh, especially from those Knights fans, they can be quite passionate. Um, oh, but tell me about it. Yeah, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough game to pick, and I do have it really close. Um, we're saying that the Knights are a top eight side before even including Kalen Ponga's name into the sentence. Jake Clifford's performances over the past two weeks have been nothing short of brilliant. We talked about the game before this being a halves a halves game. This one's gonna be the true halves game. Sean O'Sullivan, great form. Jerome Luai, great form. Adam Clune, interestingly, in some decent form. And then you've got Jay Clifford in Dali M winning form. So wow. I mean, it's gonna be a very interesting game. And it honestly could go either way. And that shocks me to say it. Um, but yeah, it honestly could go either way.
1: Honestly, if I had like if I could screen record this clip. And send it to me five weeks ago, us saying that this game is going to be very close and we can't decide it. And the halves pairings are going to be a massive matchup. I I would have I would have asked why why I'm getting pranked here, because the the Panthers are a top four side. I thought the Knights were a bottom four side. I see this matchup, a round three matchup between the Panthers and the Knights, and I initially think 50 0 like, I just think absolute blowout. Panthers put the cleaners through them. Forward pack 10 times better. Halves 10 times better. Spine 50 times better. But it's not the case. The Knights have just come out and absolutely shocked me to start. In saying that, I still think the Panthers get the job done. Um, but it's tight. It's really tight. Um, I've got them winning 22 to 18. What are your thoughts, Les?
0: I've gone 22 to 12. However, I could honestly, like, change to your tip because I reckon it could be that close. Um, Chris Randall as well, a guy I haven't mentioned, and I know people don't really talk about this guy and his efforts, but coming into this side, taking over Jaden Braley's spot, who's been in some great form and getting a job done there, I thought he looks quite good. I I thought that Chris Randall looks really good at that nine roll, and he's actually a really good complement to the halves as well, and it really complements the spine. And Kurt Man defense, defense. He's defense in the middle has been nothing short of superb. Um, I, I do like the I do like the forward pack. Daniel Sifidi's back as well. So I mean, as I said, could go either way. But I've got it being twenty-two to twelve. So that was part one, guys. There of me the short balls chat. I decided late to do it in part. So this is part one. I'll be going on to part two. We'll be starting to discuss the Parramatta Eels versus the Melbourne Storm game, our thoughts on that, and then all the games after that as well. So, thank you for choosing Big Lizards League. Make sure you tune into part two that's also coming out today. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>